Today's episode of Down to Dunk is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or amount minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co forward slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Being part of the Athletic Podcasting Network sounds so great <laughs> when you say it out loud. <laughs> I know, man. It does. It, it, it feels good to say as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Also... What's so crazy is that the Thunder just got smashed by the Lakers' C team uh, the other night. (laughs) And some of it is that you have these giant emotional games and you're just, you circle it on the schedule, either physically or mentally. And this Russell Westbrook return was a big one. It was on national television. It's the Thunder's only national television game. Um, And it's a big one. And they absolutely destroyed them. And then after that, uh, they got destroyed by Kyle Kuzma, uh, which was not <laughs> the most fun game. But I also don't know that there's a whole lot to take from it. I tweeted this after the game. I haven't seen them play defense this poorly since I watched them play the Wizards at the beginning of the season. I don't know if you agree. Um, I went back to try to find some statistical evidence because you said so. There weren't many because the Wizards really didn't shoot the ball uh, well enough. But I recall that OKC had a few games like that. I remember the one of the Pacers better where oh, yeah. for some reason Steven Adams was not as effective uh, on the defensive side and nor on the rebounding side. Mm-hmm. And that caused huge issues to to the team defense. And also what caused what caused issue, I think, um, during the Lakers game was guarding certain players the wrong way. Like, it's not only about energy, and to be sure, the energy level was not where it's supposed to be in order to win basketball, but basketball game at the professional level. But if you guard Rondo in the same way you guard any other player, 
like he closed out on three on the on the three point line instead of giving him I don't know uh, ten feet of space when he's out there, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less because you can you don't want him to get too close to the basket and then dish out. But you know what I mean. Yeah. And instead, they were attached to Rondo, and that's that's not going to work, especially if Rondo has a good night. And I mean. <clears throat> Apart from that, where you can see the Thunder made a few mistakes, you can also accept that on a random night, guys like Caruso, like Cook, like Daniels, Kuzma, decided that the basket was probably twice the size that he had that he does like on on any given night, mm-hmm. and they they had a good night on hard shots. Like Cook put two very bad put up two very bad shots. One, um, it was a long two. The other one, I think the next possession was a three. A highly contested pull-up three. And both went in. That's not your night. When Caruso and Cook play like that, it's not your night. And Kuzma, Kuzma seemed like, I don't know, some version of uh, LeBron James or or whatever. And if you pair that with your not optimal energy level, you can lose it to, to the Lakers. Yep. And they did. And it was, it's disappointing, you know, for a couple of reasons. I think one of the Thunder are fighting for playoff position. You know, the sixth seed is not out of the question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you kind of blow that game and you fall back. You know, they were, they're two games behind the Mavs. That night they were one game behind the Mavs. I mean, you get, it's pretty close. Like the Thunder and the Mavericks are going to be very close um, when you get to April, I would guess. And that, yeah. that just kind of hurts. And it's just a missed opportunity to win two games in a row that you weren't supposed to win. You know, you look at the schedule, Rockets, Lakers, nope, nope, not supposed to win those. And if you can win the games that you're not supposed to win, that's how you climb in the standings. That's how the Thunder get to where they're supposed to go. And so this, it's disappointing in that way. But, um, again, these nights happen in the NBA. They happen to everybody. So I, you, can't, you can't be too hard on them. But still, you haven't seen it a, a ton. You know, you've seen it a handful of times with this Thunder team. I think last season's Thunder team and the season before that, we saw it all the time. Yeah. Where, where they looked like this against teams that they shouldn't have. And that was frustrating. And so it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> getting, I have like PTSD watching a team not try. Yeah, but on the other hand, I don't think... I didn't have the impression... Uh, I, I'm not sure because I watched only once and it was early morning and I had a very complicated Saturday night. So I'm, I don't want to say that I'm 100% sure that the effort was was not super bad. At least so, from the outset, it was bad. The yeah, second it half, seemed ba- the second half was it, fine. I thought they were good. Yeah, it, it seemed bad. But it, it made it worse, the fact that they were actually hitting shots. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. And the fact that on the other end, OKC was generating very, very good looks. I, I come back to those uh, two shots of Cook. And the possession in between was a wide-open tree from Gallinari. Mm-hmm. Top of the key. Like, completely open. The shot that you want, uh, I don't know, every possession. 
and nope, that was really off. OKC had very good shot quality. So if the first half ends 37-45 Lakers, would you say the same thing? Probably yes on the defensive side, but you can say, well, it's, it happens. They mm-hmm. traded basket and it's fine. They have time. The problem was you are down 22 <laughs> instead of, I don't right. know, eight. And so I think that another point that I already made in my uh, in my notes that you can find um, on the OKC Dream Team page is the rotation. And that to me is very important. And it's also some sort of thing that we should monitor going forward is during the, the Houston game, Ferg was in foul trouble and Billy, instead of going with Diallo, decided to go with Schroeder. And that really helped uh, the offensive production of, uh, of the Thunder. La- on Saturday night, he decided to go with a standard rotation. And so no Chris Paul, no Adams, and he basically sub in Schroeder and Muscala for the, mm-hmm. for, for the two. Mm-hmm. And you keep Ferguson on the court. And that really didn't work. The game was on the line. It was 14-17 Lakers, six minutes in. So even with the bad first six minutes on defense, they were just down three. The problem is, okay, he scores five points, and the Lakers erupts for 24. So the, the defense was horrible, yes, but also the offense was terrible. Like, they scored five points in six minutes. Yeah. I wonder if, mm-hmm. if, if the if the three guard lineup could have more space I mean, in the in the first quarter already, like two three minutes where you establish a better offense. Yeah, you give a punch and then you sub out Chris around the nine minute mark instead of the the six minute mark. There's no doubt that it would have, and that's that was part of the early success for the Thunder against the Rockets is that Ferguson got two quick fouls. Billy pulled him, put Schroeder in. And just the three-guard lineup was just out there out of necessity rather than out of design. And they just dominated the first quarter. Yeah. Can you guess the amount of minutes that the three-guard lineup played against the Lakers and against the Rockets? I don't know, like five minutes. Five minutes against the Rockets. They played basically three or four minutes in the first quarter and then a few in the third. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because they were so good at the beginning that it was not necessary to play Chris Paul any longer. Mm-hmm. Against the Lakers, it was up to 13, oh, according to NBA.com, mm-hmm. because they had basically to climb the second yeah. part of the third quarter and the entire fourth. Mm-hmm. So it's not only about the minutes that they played. And they were they were great, by the way, against the Lakers, a net rating of plus 40 or something. But oh yeah, in the second half they were awesome. I mean they yeah they climbed so back into the, the game from thirty two down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sometimes it's a point of when, and I th- I think that Billy has a weapon there, and it's fine not to use it every time. But yeah, we should monitor uh, this thing. So how many times Schroeder's comes in in the first quarter already, and how valuable that unit is. Yeah, I mean it clearly works. And then like the yeah. qu- then the question becomes is that three guard lineup available after the trade deadline? You know, cuz there's there's I would guess that there are teams that are interested in Dennis Schroeder. There's already been some fake trades involving Dennis Schroeder to like Minnesota. 
um, which is something that we've talked about before. Like you trade Gorgie Jang for Schroeder and you get back a, a first round pick. I don't yeah. Is that something that you would do? Yeah. Without blinking, especially yeah. <clears throat> if, if it's this year pick or a future pick, maybe, maybe I would, I would rather have uh, a reverse protection. So something like if you don't make the playoffs and it's not the top five, like if it goes between five and 15, I get it this year or in the future with some protection. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can have a pick like that and be happy if if you have to um, to give up further. Yeah, no, I th- I think so too. I think a deal like that makes a ton of sense, and it helps Minnesota in a in a couple ways. They get a good point card, and they get off of Gorgie Jang's you know year next year. Who is I mean, he's just not a very good player. He's, yeah. a, he's a backup center that really doesn't defend. I mean, we saw Isaiah Hartenstein in OKC. And oh, he, boy. He put up like, what was it, like 18 and 15 and five blocks or something against Minnesota. I mean, he looked like a non-NBA player <laughs> in Oklahoma City. Yeah, totally. He looked so bad. And the Wolves made him look like an all-star. So, Yeah. And Jang makes. I mean, it makes sense. Million. I mean, it's crazy. It makes sense for the for the for the Timberwolves. I just don't yeah. know they want to give up assets to do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that if they do either. I have. I have no idea, and I don't know what their. Let me look at their pick situation moving forward. Clean as a whistle, so they can trade any any first round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. They don't have obligations. So, but anyway, I since they are a new franchise with seemingly a patience going forward because um, of the pedigree that uh, the front office has, mm-hmm. I don't know. They want to to get shorter because Dennis has been great this season. There's no way around it. I yep. was doing an Italian podcast yesterday, and I had to. To, to put things in perspective because there was a, another podcaster who said, I don't want to touch further. That mm. that can be damaged good. And even if I don't agree, in the back of my mind, I was saying, well, there is some reality in this because he's outperforming last year um, production and any other season that he had in the league by a mile. Yep. If this goes wrong, if this was just a way for him uh, to to get away, to get away uh, from OKC, or if it is a production based on a current situation, like Schroeder works in this specific context, then if you trade something, something valuable, and he explodes in your hands, like Reggie Jackson, you can be in trouble. I mean, take Detroit. Detroit made a seemingly good trade with Reggie Jackson, but mm-hmm. I mean, probably neither team would do the trade uh, for different reasons. OKC because they get basically nothing instead of a 40% three-point shooter and singler. And yeah. Detroit because they got a player that is useless. Yeah. Like it doesn't put you in playoff contention or maybe yes, but you can find Reggie Jacksons. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and I wonder if this is the same for Schroeder or if this production production is actually real and you can get him for real cheap. Because if you if you do the trade, uh, you basically dump Jeng and in any other with any other team, you probably have to pay a first round pick anyway. And so in the in the in the same trade to get Schroeder, it's basically paying him nothing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it, it remains to, to be a, a very interesting situation for the Thunder, who have guys that are very tradable, like Schroeder, Gallinari. I think Stevens tradable even at this point, and the the contract of Andre Robertson is is very 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 interesting because yeah. I I think that the Thunder could use that to bring on a player that could help today. Like that, if you're if you're wondering like. It's it's probably unlikely the Thunder trade any of those other guys and help the team today. It's not impossible, but it's probably unlikely. But mm-hmm. trading Robertson and bringing back a player that has like another year on their deal who can be in the rotation and the Thunder bring back like a, I don't know, future second-round pick or something where they gain an asset and then also, uh, you know, bring out, bring on a guy. I th- I think that is a possibility. I'm not sure who that is, but I think that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I, it's tough. I did want to yeah. throw some Gallinari trades at you and see what you thought. Some players I'm that... I'm ready. Hmm? I'm ready. 100% ready. I okay. started the matter. Okay, so you could trade Gallinari for Otto Porter straight up. Porter has one more year on his deal than Gallinari does. And that allows Chicago to make a push. The Thunder take on Otto Porter's deal. The Chicago Bulls have all of their first-round picks moving forward. And so you're going to ask for a first to take on a year of Porter's $27 million, almost $30 million. Can I mix this trade up and somehow getting, I don't know, some other salaries from Chicago um, and putting Andre Robertson in. Like making it 32 mm. millions and Chicago gives me something that puts me closer to, the, to those 32 millions. Uh, Maybe some partial guarantee stuff. Yeah, so Gallinari and Otto Porter. Porter already makes 5 million more. Yeah, so yeah but I don't know if there. Chicago wants to take the extra 5 millions. I don't know their Cap situation. If he could, if they well, the can Thunder that, are take the Thunder are taking the extra five million. Yeah, but but don't you think that they would? Oh yeah, in that case, I need the first um, and not very protected. Yeah, like top top ten protected maybe. Uh, Two thousand twenty one, uh, when Gallo will not resign in Chicago, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'd probably do that. What if you did? And this is the Thunder taking on two years. This is the Thunder taking on an additional. And this this might get you a like a good first round pick. So the Thunder trade Danilo Gallinari, Andre Robertson for Otto Porter and Cristiano Felicio, who makes almost ten million next year. Uh, then it, it needs to be unprotected yeah. because the salary is way too much. Yeah, it's all, it's taking on a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Chicago values the flexibility of that. I have no clue. 
But if the Thunder could get a pick, like a good first-round pick, I mean, if you, you're going to ask for 2022 unprotected first-round pick, which they have, or even 2023 unprotected first-round pick. Um, um, if you're Chicago, would you be willing, if I include Noel in the deal, mm-hmm. to give me also a 2020 swap? <laughs> that would be awesome. Top three protected. I don't so know if, if I somehow. I don't know if I. I don't. I have no idea if they'd be willing. But because that that means cleaning the books of Chicago completely. Mm-hmm. Like you take away all the toxics, and you can have value in Noel that you can. He has bird rights now, so you can resign mm-hmm. him if you want. Mm-hmm. And the same with Gallo, which I don't know if if they give me two assets. Maybe not a swap, maybe a good second round, 2020 second rounder, if they have the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less in the burden in terms of tax for OKC, yep. while also taking away a good player mm-hmm. in Noel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that that changes the outcome of the season dramatically for OKC, nor for Chicago. That's the problem to me. Not not the Because yeah. I don't know how much Gallo improves. Uh, They're four games out. Yeah. I don't think they make it. Actually, I mean, make it to the playoffs. Yeah, four and a half games out. Uh, I don't think so either. Um, but it would be... It's a way for them to at least have like a, a, a glimmer of hope. And yeah. then for their... I mean, you just clean the cap sheet for them next year. And yeah, which the Thunder don't need. So I, I do think that Otto Porter, especially if you can somehow play well and... His defense is not as bad as Gala. No, it's not. The and shooting is horrible. Uh, not horrible, but it's it's bad uh, c- compared to Gala. Yeah. Gala is a crazy good lead shooter. But since Porter has basic next year, and you can treat him as a big, big contract that expires in 2021, yeah, uh, I do think that, especially if he plays well, yeah. you can get back something else mm-hmm. on the back end of next year. Maybe next trade deadline. Suppose that he goes for, I don't know, 18 plus 5 while playing good basketball and he's, a, he's an expiring. I do think that there is a distinct possibility that Ola Porter next year will net you another first or a second rounder, yeah. which which might be good. Yeah. And he's been out with a left foot injury for <clears throat> a long time and won't be back until February. So Yeah, but that's... That, again... Even if you have to start basely for the mm-hmm. remainder of the season, mm-hmm. if you do it right before the deadline, so you still have Gallo for the entire month of, of January, I don't think that Gallo means more than three or four wins more mm-hmm. in total. Yeah. So you don't really make you don't really change the, the outcome, and even if it's lovely to to have the idea of making the playoffs. If OKC miss out while playing great basketball for injury reason or trade reason, it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. They will fight until the end. They are five game above the, or four game above the, the Memphis Grizzlies. So they, they will be in the mix. And like games will count from now to, to April. And that's why, that's what CP3 needs. Yep. So to have competitive basketball to play, whether they make it or not, I don't think it's really relevant. Yeah. You'd like to make it. Yeah. 
of course. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it would be great if they can make it as the seventh seed, like where they are now. Yeah. Or maybe the sixth seed, but in the East, someone needs to be better than them mm-hmm. so that they can still get the pick. Uh, okay, next one. Gallo to the Charlotte Hornets for Nick Batum's contract, which has another year on it for $25.5 million. And the Thunder get back a first-round pick to take on that $25 million for next year. They have all their first-round picks moving forward, from what I can tell. So Yeah, I, I do that um, yeah. in, a, in a second, probably. But I don't think the Hornets will. They have no reason to do it. Yeah, I, I really see Gallo as a piece that can make a contender insanely good on offense, and you need that. Yeah, I don't see him as a as a player that can really change your outcome if you are a team that fi- this is fighting for the playoffs. He will not carry you. Mm-hmm. But it will make your offense unstoppable. Think about Houston. To have a guy like him that plays 20 minutes alongside Harden and and Gordon. Or or with Russ. Like, there is where you can find the maximum value of Gallinari, Mm -hmm. I think. Same with Milwaukee. We we had a lot of thinking about how can we get Gallo to Milwaukee. That would make Giannis unstoppable on the open court. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's ways to get him to Milwaukee. I just don't yeah. know what Milwaukee's willing to part with. Divincenzo. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to. Would you do that? I mean, it would be Bledsoe, Ilyasova, and Dante Divincenzo. That gets you. And out. yeah, and you can get and and Philly. I'm sorry, Milwaukee gets back one of the. Not very good young player of OKC as well. Like so, it's basically swapping. Uh, I don't know Diallo and Di Vincenzo, or mm-hmm. and maybe you can even I don't know <clears throat> something like that where they don't get um, because they are losing a, a lot of minutes mm-hmm. if you if you take out those two players. So you have to give them, to give them something back in terms of usable bodies. Right. Yeah, you can give them Diallo. So you could do yeah. Gallo Diallo for Bledsoe, Ilyasova, Divincenzo. That's a, that is a ton of minutes. Yeah, but you get your starting power forward. That Bledsoe deal. <laughs> yeah, I know it's bad. So that's probably I, I don't know if it's enough for OKC, but um, and deal I don't know goes where on three more three more years. Seven yeah, million for Ilyasova is kind of. That's interesting. Yeah, that's okay. The return of Ilyasova. The dramatic yeah. return. Back to yeah. OKC. Yeah, I like that deal. Everybody wants to talk about how you get Chris Paul there. I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't know what you no, do. No, you can't. No. I mean, you deal those three guys, you're still $13 million away from matching. You don't have to match completely, but still, you're just a long way away. And you can't yeah. trade... You're not going to trade George Hill and Bledsoe. Then you like. Oh no! Then you have no backup point guard. Who would be in their backup point guard? They don't have one. Frank Mason. He's on a two way. Like no way. Yeah. No. Um, no. And, and to be honest, like there are two teams that can trade for Chris Paul. I think where it makes sense, and it's Miami, 
who is yeah. very nice with these young players and blah, blah blah. But they they will start to miss games, to 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 lose games because in the end, uh, you cannot go to the playoffs and expect Nunn and Duncan Robinson to be the same players. Yeah. And so you will miss something in your guard rotation sooner or later. And again, you have that salary there. Like salary that you don't want to put on the court. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put Olenek on the court. Nope. Because it's different. It's, it's that bad. So, you can deal just your dead salary, guys. To get yeah. Chris Paul. You could do waiters, Johnson. James Johnson, Waiters, and Olenek. Yeah. Of course you have to do something. You have to probably unprotect some of your picks or put them more in the future. So I always thought, like, why don't you give back 2021 and 2023 and you get 2022 and 2024 Mm -hmm. from Miami? Mm -hmm. Something like totally unprotected. So you're not really losing any picks. You're just moving them out and, and lessen the protection. I think the Thunder would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Of course you do that in a heartbeat. But if you're Miami, you either trust, you cannot like commit and not commit in the same time. So I do think that someone can pull the trigger Mm -hmm. on a deal like that. And Phil is the other candidate for Chris Paul. Yeah. To me, they they still are. And they still are like a valuable way to, to... to move from to move on from Schroeder and Gallo because you can do sort of the same deal that you can do for Chris Paul for the both mm-hmm. Schroeder and Gallo, mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah, Chris is really really interesting for them. Yeah, but can you imagine like having both Gallo and and Schroeder? That improves the rotation of the Sixers way. They they will be way better than now. Mm-hmm. Like you had two players for Horford. I think it's great. I would do that. Would you do Chris like, Paul for Horford and Mike Scott? That's that's problematic because I really want to have someone who can reliably play um, the the four spot as a spacer and has the body to do so. I don't. I'm not convinced that in the playoffs you can really play Tobias at the four, especially if Embiid is not there. Yeah, Gallo can sort of do it, especially mm-hmm. if somehow you can put also Noel in the deal, where you have a very good backup in Noel that knows how to play with Gallo, and you really restructure your roster by basic, basically giving away Horford, Tybal, and a pick. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I've, I mean, it will make the, the Sixer way better, way way better. What if they say we won't? We will not part with Matisse, which is a legitimate thing they might say. You give me Cyrus Meat and you give me an extra second. I think they might do that. Yeah. So it's Gallinari, Schroeder, Nerlens Noel for Al Horford, Mike Scott, Zaire Smith. And two picks. And two picks. One is a first, a good first, and and the second. Let's see. What picks do they have? Because I know that they've... Yeah, it, it must be in the future. Like, way in the future. Like, 2024. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, because their pick this year, they don't have. 2021. Yeah, they could deal. Yeah, you could get their 2023 or 2024 first round pick. Yeah. I'm protected. 
uh, but that's the key. unprotected. That's it's a key. That's it's, the key. It's the key, and I don't know. If, I'm not sure if Philly would do that. Well, they can do the same that they did with the Lakers, like top one protected. Mm-hmm. That again, the year later is top one protected, and then if they somehow get two first round pick, you can you can basically praise their luck. And you said, well, okay, <laughs> it's two first, two seconds then, mm-hmm. but something like extremely unlucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, if you're the Thunder, would you trade Harrison or trade Gallo for Harrison Barnes and a future first round pick? 2022, 2023, 2024 are all available from Sacramento. And you give Sacramento a better player for now, more shooting, and you get a jail free card for uh, their Harrison Barnes contract, which is so bad. It's so, 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 so bad. I don't know. I mean, Barnes is a weird player. I, it's a it's a salary that you will probably have to to keep on your books for the in, entire length of the contract because it's hard for me to see a way in which he improves his value. Yeah. So it will become worse and worse. So why not do, doing the same deal with a less interesting pick for a guy like that moment? who mm-hmm. expires next year, basically, because in the third year has a non-guarantee on the majority of the part of his salary. Yeah. I mean, that's one where you'd have to be compensated with an unprotected pick. The Barnes deal, you mean? Yeah. Well, if they are willing to pay that, then yeah, of course. Like, it's the Kings, come on. Like, I know. <laughs> picks for the, from the Kings? <laughs> I know. You just, I mean, you, you look at Vlade and say, Vlade, look, something. you got all of these picks, man. You got all your first-round picks available. Don't. Give me one. Just give us one. Like, don't sweat it. Don't worry. You you get another European player. It's not Serbian, but it's very close from Serbia. Exactly. Like, really close. Exactly. <laughs> Simple. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if, I mean, how far out are the Pelicans? Are they too far? Are they too far gone? The Pelicans? Mm-hmm. No. Four games back. They have the easiest schedule among the players who, are, who among the teams who are trying to make the playoffs in the West, and they okay. get back, they get back Zion soon. So here's the deal, and he would help Zion a lot if you put Zion at center, Gallo at the four. No, they don't do that deal. I know what you're. I know e- where you're. Etwan Moore, Darius uh-huh. Miller, and Nikhil okay. Alexander Walker. Four, oh, four gallon. I thought you, I thought you were putting their favors. Uh uh-uh. uh nope. Oh, that's interesting. Nope. That, that's that's what I. I was talking to Brett Copenbarger, who works for News Nine, about it the other night, and I think it's pretty interesting. Um, because you don't have to include. Because I thought sitting there talking with him, like, oh, they're going to have to include favors, or they're going to have to include JJ Redick, which they like. Why would you do that? If you're for the Pelicans, because those are key rotation guys. But if you don't have to include either one of them, which you don't, you mm-hmm. you each one more and Darius Miller get you there, and then Nikhil, uh, who we both liked in the draft, who's also you can have a cousin's backcourt. Yeah, at least how, for your rebuild, I think it's pretty interesting. How much does Darius Miller make? Seven million. Oh, this year and next. That much? Yep. 
this year and, and next. what about Melly? Uh, Melly makes four, four point four point one. Can you get to the same ballpark in terms of salary? So where they, they clearly go closer to the tax, but they are still not into the tax. That's what they do it anyway. And you, you say mean not Eton Moore or not Miller? Not Darius Miller. Okay. It's close. Yeah, I don't know that we can get there. Except 15 million. So, you can't get there. Yeah, with those three, it's 15. So, you need need Darius Miller. Do they have another player that can can include for... They have Ja. Ja Lil Okafor. Hmm. Not the jaw you want. It didn't get you there no, no, either. I know, I know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to. to well, can you play Miller, Miller as your backup four? Probably you can. I mean, Team and Nader. Well, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think Diallo's a backup four. I think he's a backup four. I think you play him, him a backup four. Yeah. Yeah. Y- Yes. What do you do with with uh, each one more then? You play him, or you try to to move him somewhere else. If you trade him early enough, you could try to shuffle him on somewhere else, because you don't you don't really have the minutes there for him. Yeah. Not that they have the minutes for him in New Orleans either. So, you know, I know he's. Yeah, played. the Lakers may use him. I'm not sure if they can. Yeah. Somehow get him, or just cut him. Facilitate that. Yeah, you should keep him on the team. If you, an, if you have an injury and you get closer to the playoffs or one game out, like each one more might help you get there. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But it, it gives you Nikhil, which is that's which I think and is, you have to play him too. That's why I want to get rid of one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah, you then may probably make a decision on Ferguson or the Allo, someone like that, because you, you cannot develop everyone. No, no, you can't. And Nikhil is really interesting next to his cousin, Shay, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 6 5 at least guard combo. Mm hmm. They can both handle. Probably. They can. Yeah. Handle. Yeah. No, it, it makes for a good pairing. It makes for a good pairing. I, I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my last one that made sense. I was trying to do like a Spurs trade. I just don't know that it that you can get one that makes sense because I think Derek White's also a guy that makes sense next to Shea. Yeah, um, same idea. Tall backcourt. Backcourt. Mm-hmm. You have his big backcourt of both guys that can defend and handle and shoot it, and I think that's at least interesting. I just don't know. I mean, it'd have to be Lamarcus. Back to OKC. And he's playing so well lately that I just don't know that that you do that. Because yeah, his deal sense. is guaranteed for next year now. Oh, question. Question, mm-hmm. question. Would you do Ferguson, DeMar, uh, Ferguson, Gallo, and Robertson for DeMar and Derek White? Ferguson, Gallo. I mean... Ferguson Gallo and who else? Uh, the dead contract, the, the money of Andre Robertson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it works in terms of money. 
You don't have to include Andre. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and Derek White. Sorry. <laughs> it's great podcasting yes. right here, everybody. No, I, no, I think you can get there without. Yeah, you can get there without oh. Andre. So you could do Gallinari and Ferguson for DeRozan and Derek White. Uh, Does that improve this first? I think so. Yeah. The mm. Mars still gets you buckets. He gets buckets. But it's still. It's, you have too many big men then. It's a it's kind of a wash, right? It's kind of like yeah, yeah like why why are we doing this kind of thing? You do this because if somehow Demar decides that the market for him is is the mid level, he will keep the option. Yeah, that's the risk that you can take in. Well, my my concern then immediately is for the health of. Taylor Dickerson, because then you have Chris Paul and DeMar DeRozan on your favorite Thunder, <laughs> on your favorite team, and you just can't. It's I'm not sure. Glorious. I'm not sure if you can really survive something like that. I'm not sure that you could, you can come. I'm not sure you can come back from that. So, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and just pretend that we didn't even talk about that because uh, I like Taylor. I want him to live. Uh, I want him to enjoy basketball, and this is just there's just no way he can do that. So yeah, I, I don't watch. I don't want to watch them more. <laughs> I mean, that makes the thunder I'll ask worse. Fred to 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 be a guest on the Wizards After Dark. Say it again. If that happens, no. If that happens, I may, I may ask to Fred to be a regular <laughs> guest of of Wizards After Dark. I know. And just who's like who signs to Rosen in the off season? I say he does opt out. Who's going to take oh, him? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that anyone in Toronto wants him back. Well, probably some some fans, but Messiah will not sniff the deal. Not a big and deal. I don't know. You can, I mean, if he wants to come play for the mid-level, great. Come on back. But tomorrow. you don't want to. I don't know. Maybe Portland, because it seems to oh, like boy. to try operations like that. Portland yeah. may try to get him now. For who? If San Antonio decides oh, for their, to fund for their, the season. Yeah, for their big contracts. Yeah, yeah like San Antonio is just not that far out now. No, they are not. But They're right they may there. say, well, why yeah. are we doing this? Like, why? Just to say that we are competitive for... Well, they've been the doing that for the last like four years, 20th. though. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think there's... There's value in being able to say that they've done it for 20 years. Right? Well, yeah. So today, make a prediction. Who do you think makes the eighth seed today? Memphis, San Antonio, Phoenix? New Orleans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to go pretty far down. The race for eight is really interesting because you have so many teams that are just right there. And Minnesota's only two games out. Sacramento's two and a half games out. New Orleans is four games yeah. out. Like the only team the that's out of reach we, really is Golden State, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Which is scary because they can they can really decide to talk, to try. I don't think they will. But but New Orleans has really a soft schedule, really mm-hmm. soft. 
and they're getting back a player that can really change the way they play. Yeah. Yeah. And if they make a move, like the one that we discussed for Gallo, or like they can get talent mm-hmm. and make a push. Yeah. Yeah, they I have ways they to improve. For sure. Yeah, I think that it's definitely possible. I'm not a huge believer that Memphis can stay there. That's where that's who's got the the eighth seed currently. Yeah. Um I just I'm not a huge believer that they can get there. New Orleans is Unless interesting. They make a move. Yeah. Unless they are the team who makes a move, which is to me nonsensical, but that's another story. Yeah, I They're really doubt that they would. It doesn't make sense. No, I don't think so. Uh okay. Thunder um have a really interesting January, you know, to finish out the season. There's um they get Minnesota on the road, which it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on either team. I don't know that Towns is playing. Um but I still think that Minnesota always makes things interesting. Andrew Wiggins always makes things interesting for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um Tuesday night. Uh then Wednesday they have Toronto. And then Friday they have Miami. So pretty pretty interesting games here um from like some pretty like good teams. And then they get have a back to back Saturday, a home back to back Miami Portland. So it's it's just they need to win two of these games. Like need to win two of these games to stay where they're at. They 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 can win three or four of these games. Um but it's just it's an interesting little schedule for the Thunder after what was really tough. And you know, when you read off Philly, Brooklyn, Houston, Lakers, you're like, okay. They probably win one of those. <laughs> they probably beat Brooklyn. Yeah. And they, there were, there they was go five hundred. They had a, they had a chance. I really thought they would go. I was I thought they were going to win three. I thought they were going to beat the Lakers. They should have beaten the Lakers. They should have. Um, which we didn't mention Shea, but Shea scored twenty four points, had eight rebounds that night, and had that play on Dwight Howard, where he oh, drives, wow. gets around him, really has enough room to go on the to go for the reverse layup, but instead just makes Dwight look like an idiot. And fakes him out and then has the wide open layup. I mean, it was unbelievable. I put it on my Twitter account um, just because I sat and watched it like 50 times. I was like, oh, I should probably share this because I enjoyed enjoyed this enough. Same movie made on Embiid. Yes, the same movie, yep. So uh, he's so smooth. He's so good. Um, I, I think building around him makes a ton of sense for OKC, and it's it's pretty it's interesting that they are in this position to have this rebuild, and you get to start with him. So, uh, yeah. thanks for listening to our show. You can follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Athletic. It's a wonderful site. If you haven't listened to, if you are subscribed and you haven't listened to the podcast with Eric Horn and Brett Dawson. Uh, you should go listen to that. You can listen to it on the app. You can go listen to it uh, on the web browser as well. So go check that out. That is for athletic subscribers only. We'll have podcasts like that every once in a while um, throughout the season. So be sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss any of that. 
uh, follow Michele at Mikey Berra. Uh, so Michele had been doing tweets with his kind of breakdown of the game. Those are all moved over to the OKC Dream Team page. They're free, so you're not being charged for that. But go to patreon.com backslash OKC Dream Team, and you can find all of his notes there. So be sure you go um, and check those out. Leave a comment. Uh, like those like those posts. Let us know that you're you're getting those and that you're seeing those because I think uh, it's really really great content. So don't miss out on that and it's free as well. And then check out the OKC Dream Team podcast as well if you're not subscribed. Um, it's a weekly podcast with myself, John Hamm, Brett Dawson, and Royce Young. And then we have our Thunder After Dark, which is a breakdown of each game afterwards. So go check those out. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.